Punters, g'day. Welcome to the Sydney Review Show. Uh, Epsom Day there at Randwick on Saturday. The track was officially a good four, but some of the times probably don't reflect that. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. How did the day pan out for yourself? And then secondly, uh, what did you think of the day overall as a spectacle? How did Epsom Day feel on course? Well, it's a bit more subdued now with the uh, the crowd numbers down. There's uh, not as many uh, lunatics screaming out in the bedroom, <laughs> I've got to say. Um, it's a bit more sedate. Um, Putting-wise, uh, yeah, a lot of seconds and thirds. The two-year-old saved me, uh, luckily. So, uh, But it could have been a lot better. I've hit the front and or nearly nearly got there in a couple of races. But anyway, we live to fight another day. Absolutely. Track rating, too, I think, is... How can you run those times and still have the track uh, rated as a as a dead four is just beyond me. Yep, uh, Mark Roden, uh, I'll get your thoughts on the on the track, but also Rails and Run wasn't the place to be either. Only uh, Mirage Dancer was Rails and Run and managed to salute on the day. Yeah, and that's going to be of less consequence in a twenty four hundred meter race than a fourteen or twelve hundred meter race as well. Yeah, certainly hard to lead. Uh, the, one of the two-year-olds led and won, but it was the only one, I think. And Rails and Run, uh, yeah, not the place to be with that northeasterly. Rob Scurry, you go from strength to strength. You're now in Newcastle for a few days, just enjoying the good life. Uh, well it, done mate. on another winning set. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, I've seen them pretty well. I think I said this is one of my favourite meetings of the year. I love having the first look at the two-year-olds. Um, yeah, kind of got hot. In the middle of the day, um, then, you know, old Dame Giselle kind of went into a lull and, yeah, came home all right. So, yeah, good day. Okay. Well, we'll start with race two, the gym crack for the two-year-old fillies, 1,000-metre race. They've gone even in terms of the overall speed for the class. They've gone one length faster to 600. Uh, Rob, I'll start with you. Uh, you're pretty bullish on this horse, Enthar. Uh, just run us through what it looked like and compared to the rest of the field. Yeah, look, he just looks an absolute class above. Look, it looked like an early spring three-year-old um, compared to to these. So it was just like a almost seemed like a hand bigger, wider. Um, what else can I say? It's it's just I think I even said you know this could be a golden slipper horse on the text, and um, yeah, not like me. I dived into a do dollar. I couldn't believe it. The SP was a dollar eighty-three. I thought that was that was great um, when I, when I did the results. I thought oh this is going to be a dollar sixty, but no dollar eighty-three. And um, yeah, I, I was a little bit peeved that Authentic Jewel was as weak as weak as water, tracking it into the race in the right spot. I only had to run third for me, um, but yeah, he ran fourth. Yeah, there is a horse to follow out of the race. One of the first I marked, I um, crossed off uh, was the second horse, Mallory. I, I thought it looked underdone, woolly in the coat, uh, couldn't have it, thought it would be 100 to 1. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's run home very well and it's, it's probably a horse to follow out of the race. Mark Sheen, what are we doing with this uh, with the two-year-old fillies here? How, how far can Enthar go this season? Well, she'd run the best sectionals at the official trials by a fair way and under a stranglehold, so um, she looked to have them covered. And uh, I've got to say, on type, many of the fillies at the trials were were not very outstanding type. She probably did stand out. So um, she's run outstanding time. I think she nearly broke the race record there. Long way to go yet, but um, she does look pretty good. Yep. Mark Roden, any thoughts out of the, the two-year-old fillies race? Uh, I'm not as big on the two-year-olds as the... Uh, the the other members of the panel here, but I will say this is a just seeing her on TV. This is a kind of two-year-old they're going to really make hay with, uh, make hay with while the sun shines. Um, looks to be far more physically advanced 
than her rivals. So, um, you know, by the autumn, they probably won't have caught up to her, but um, by their three-year-old season, it might be a different story. So I'm sure they'll be um, trying to get what they can out of her while they can. Okay. Very good. Uh, race three was the Breeders' Plate over 1,000 for the Colts and Geldings. They've uh, gone slower in this event. They've gone to the 600. Three lengths slow for the class. And uh, Shakiro, uh, if that's how we're pronouncing it, uh, as you alluded to, Mark Roden, it was one of the only horses to settle on speed and get the job done on the day. Uh, Rob Scarry, just run us through uh, the two-year-old Colts and Geldings here. I, th I thought he was a typical Waller parade, um, so maybe a little slightly underdone, but looked the best type to me. And, um, yeah, I was happy enough to send, send it out on top with a bit of a play. Uh, I was sort of gambling a little bit. It's obviously, they're all on race, but, you know, it's what, I, it's what I'm hoped here to do is to sort of back my eye with these younger horses. Um, I, I, I was worried about the, you know, and the other reason I thought it was a good bet was I, I thought it was going to be down the outside and uh, that the Hawks runners were, were drawn in, uh, in, in Astrologer and Construct. I think one of the two was winning in the yard, which I don't really like. I like a more a bit more focused and and relaxed than that. Um, the I thought maybe it was a little bit disappointing. Kalishnikov. He looked like a professional professional two year old, um, a bit soft, um, but you know so was the winner. So he went out second. I didn't mind the. Um, uh, Gary Portelli horse here as well. Uh, he showed a bit of speed in, in Retiro and but kind of gave up a little bit, but not beaten too far. So maybe he can go back and grade. Um, other than that, um, yeah, not not much, not much really here um, for me. Uh, Mark Shane, the trials lineup for the Colts and Geldings going to race day. Yeah, well, the, all the Colts are trialled in Sydney. The Colts and Geldings were, were were pushed right out. Whereas Shakira at the Gold Coast, um, he had a very easy trial there. He sat outside the lead and looked to have a bit in reserve. So there was always a question mark coming down here. And then, as Rob said, he paraded beautifully in the yard before the race. Kalishnikov, um, he was forced to race wide after finding the lead on the rail in a very slow early section in that uh, barrier trial. So he was a little bit vulnerable where he ended up drawing in that race. Um, I was on first and second, luckily. Uh, Construct a very nice horse, was dragged right back in his trial and just over-raced a little bit uh, in the middle stages and over the concluding stages, so probably one to follow as well, but I think the winner's the best horse out of the race for sure. Mark Roden, anything for your ratings uh, going forward from this race? Uh, nothing special, just that, you know, the, the, the times probably tell the story. Um, the Phillies division better than the Colts, or than, you know. Um, Probably tack it a little bit on to the winner for being the only leader on the day to win, although he was off fence. He wasn't yeah. you know, leading on the rail. So I I just think I'll I'll just play it as it lies as the uh, what the times and sectionals tell me out of these two divisions. Yeah. I think I think the win did pick up after or sort of mid uh, through the meeting. I think it was fairly benign in the early stages of the day. So I think he was probably able to get away with it there, but the win yeah. definitely did pick up uh, to my eye, you know, in the closing stages of the day. I, I was actually gonna ask about that uh, to you guys who are actually there because um, if you just take it on face value, Warmy Inns run far too close to um, Probabile in their overall times, you know, the benchmark 88 versus the Epsom, so I'm not surprised to hear that, to be honest. Basically the same time. We will get yeah, to the, uh, the Epsom in uh, in a little while, but yeah, basically the same time between race one and, uh, and the feature race. Uh, we'll go to the Hill Stakes over 2,000 metres. Very slow for the class. Five and a half lengths slow to the 600. Uh, I mean, look, Fierce Impact got itself into an awful spot. Colding, again, just found himself in the right spot, I guess. But Avilius also performed a bit better than what he had done previously. Uh, Rob, did you find anything that really took your eye here and 
looking towards uh, the, the next coming weeks? Uh, any of the horses that you want to follow? I thought the fourth horse, uh, Dadu's Dart, is still um, got plenty of condition in the, in the you know typical Hawks manner. So I think it can certainly improve off this. It's probably a bit outgraded here. Uh, Colding to me stood out. Even you know I love Avilius, the look of him. But um, I even sent Colding out on top of Avilius for you know, and I did have a little mental health bet on Avilius just in case. You know, so the horse is obviously not tracking too badly. Um, Blinkers has done something, or or because I thought maybe you know they shouldn't be running him on this good three track is um, you know he's such a valuable good horse. But um, yeah, Colding is the best I've seen in this prep. Uh, it was a really easy watch. Found that that fourth spot. You know the favourite was in in all sorts of trouble going backwards and wide. So yeah, I was just sort of half cursing. I didn't I didn't send out more units. Mark Sheen, are you following any of these horses going forward? Could you make any excuses for the beaten brigade? Um, yeah, fist pin packed a bit wide early and then got back in a slowly run race, but I thought he should have been able to run Avilius down. I've got to say, the do's dart still, uh, as Rob has mentioned, uh, doesn't look quite um, uh, trimmed down as yet, so I'm not sure uh, where he'll be headed to. He might stay here for the Tats Cup or go to, to Melbourne for the longer races there. So once he gets in a handicap over a bit more ground, I think he'll certainly be competitive. Yeah. Mark Roden, did you end up having the play on uh, Fierce Impact? Yeah, I did, and I was... Not on good terms with myself after that four or five hundred metres. Uh, it's a bit of a nothing. I'm not, I'm not going to say anything against Natural Wheeler after what he did to me on uh, Mirage Dance later in the day, but it, it was a bit of a nothing ride. He didn't have any plan. He just popped out of the gates and was going to see what happens. And um, what happened happened. He um, he was four lengths behind Colding. They were walking. He was over racing. He, yeah, he wasn't going to get there. Yeah, probably nothing flash um, in the straight, not being able to get past Avilius, but. Um, the other thing to note here is that there, there are only three horses with any pretensions to being weight for age standard in this race. They've run yep. one, two, three and beaten the others by four lengths. Um, yeah, that's just... Um, you don't get many races like that where there's just such a gulf in quality between a handful of them and the rest. Um, you know, so you, the only thing to really take out of that is you've got a horse like Just Thinking who was probably unsuited anyway, but it's going around at $9 when it really should be just totally out of the market. Uh, race five is a flight stakes over the mile for the three-year-old fillies. Uh, Montefilia um, has saluted just over Hungry Heart, who looked for all money like it was home and then seemingly stopped very late. Uh, but they've gone very fast here for the class, seven lengths fast to the 600. Rob, you've been a big push for Dame Giselle or Prep. Just run us through what you thought between her and Hungry Heart. Oh, I thought Dame Giselle is, is a better type. Um, parades really professionally. Again, she looked exactly like she did the start before. You know, not quite. You know, at top as I describe. Um, but you know, I knew I knew she was cooked after 100 metres over racing in the box seat. Um, it was a horrible, horrible watch um, being on her. Uh, Montefilia is, is more of a staying frame. Um, I thought maybe maybe not this time. Maybe sort of the wakeful. But yeah, she's done well. And and this hungry heart is an overrated three-year-old filly if ever there was one boom boom bust you know frankel out of frankel yada 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 no it's no good <laughs> no maybe it's not no good but you know yeah. what i mean like it, it should have won here every 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 possible mark Roden, you gave the push to montefilia on the previous show uh, did you follow through and then what did you think during the run as well uh i did but like Every punt over the last 2,000 years, I've, I haven't had enough on it. I've had too much on the losers during the day. But um, yeah. it's, yeah, I sort of, since the, since we spoke on Thursday, I sort of reassessed Hungry Heart, put it on top. 
Um, so that just pushed Montefilia out a bit in my market. I ended up specking it, and mm. that was the only bet I had in the so, so that's good. Um, I wasn't sure she was going to get there. I thought she was going to just fall agonisingly short, but she, as Rob pointed out, she's going to be better over further, and she's done a, uh, you know, probably suited by certain of the conditions there on Saturday, but she's done a good job to overhaul Hungry Heart because I think most people was home, yeah. Mark Sheen, proper tempo in this event. Um, what are your thoughts on Hungry Heart going forward? Well, uh, as the boys have said, she's had a chance here. She was in a perfect spot. She had nothing boxing her in. She was there to win and, and didn't get the job done. I think McDonald commented after the race that maybe uh, it needs uh, blinkers or winkers or something to, to get her a bit focused. But um, you couldn't take anything away from the winner there, although the pace was put on, as Mark said. Um, they went a lot quicker than I thought they would. I completely got the pace of this race wrong. I thought there might be a, a little bit of speed, but not uh, to the extent that they were going out in about 34 and a half for the first uh, three furlongs of the race. Um, I think Van, uh, Vangelic has stuck on really well after yeah. absorbing a lot of pressure early, and I don't know what the ride of Mirabeau was there. Mm. Um, was very flat winning at Warwick Farm up outside the speed and then went terrific uh, ridden back, and they elected to hunt the brains out of it to go up outside the lead. I'm, I'm not sure about that. Okay. She's a, she's a nice tight Mirabeau. I thought really improved um, this time in. Uh, this this race, and uh, I think she's she's half worth following. Yeah, you wouldn't sack her on, on that. I mean, uh, my view of her was that she's probably an Oaks type, you know, 2000 at least for her, the, from what I've seen, and uh, then just ridden totally upside down the other day, yeah. We'll move to race six, which was the premier stakes over 1200. Uh, Libertini, but to its absolute best here on what was an even speed, it basically gone com completely even to the 600. Uh, Rob, it's probably going to be. Uh, one of those races going forward where we're talking about Nature Strip, can it improve, Classique Legend, and then uh, your thoughts on Libertini as well. Oh, look, she was about the first one I knocked off in the yard, sweating up in places that I didn't like. Um, seemed, seemed, yeah, it seemed a little bit, um, yeah, so Scott me spooked this race. Um, I've fallen into Nature Strip. I thought he improved in the coat, but he's going to improve again. So, you know, Mark's, Mark's three to one. He's going to get his three to one. And uh, <laughs> she, she's, she's going to be, he's going to be absolutely cheery ripe uh, from the yard when it comes to the Everest. Um, Classique legend trimmed down, traded really, really well. Uh, but yeah, somehow they, they knew that Nature Strip was not going to run well. Uh, maybe it was it was the leading thing with the, on the inside. It was a bit of a map thing, but yeah, Classique legend, um, did it tough, obviously. Uh, most most of them paraded really well. These these are really quality horses. Um, so yeah, I guess some will go up in grade, some will go down and back in grade. But um, yeah, I don't know what to do with Libertini. If she parades better, then she's got to be a show in the in the big show. Mark Shane, what are you doing with Nature Strip out of this race? Uh, could you make any excuses for him in the run? Uh, well, you know, I was against him on Saturday, but I didn't find the winner. Um... The only thing looking at his form that uh, his best runs in Sydney had been on affected tracks. Um, I think two wins on slow to heavy and one on a dead five. So that's the only thing I could think of. Uh, another run on a good track in the Everest where he ran fourth. So, but uh, I was on Classique Legend here. I just got in a, a dreadful spot and Libertini was there to win. As Rob said, she sweated up before the race. I saw her at the trials there. They trialed before the official trials and she looked very similar. She she was sweating there. She ran a great section, 32.8 for a last three. So she actually had the form on the board and a dry track, uh, back on a dry track, but um, very similar. Rob, the parade sort of turned me off her a little bit. Um, so obviously she's still got improvement to come, you would think. 
Mark Roden, you're going to get your price in the mountain race. Uh, are you going to find a way of following Nature Strip to your theory? Oh, there's no way I can get away from backing him at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, just, I'll just shut my eyes, back him. I mean, you can get eight dollars at the moment. I'll, yeah, just back him. Yeah. You'll win or you'll lose. I'll get on with my life either way, but I'll be on it <laughs> for sure. I um, I think the horse I'm going to want to be on in the big one is Gitra. Um, Certainly take the point back. Classic Legend had a just shocking run in transit yeah. on Saturday. Now, Libertini has had the better run, smashed the clock, but that's that's a first up peak. And we, we saw last week, you, you know, she's going to be shorter than Nature Strip. Not going to be a bet for me, I, I don't think, yeah. under any circumstances. Um, just, despite the fact she may physically appear to improve, I mean, that to go to a level like that, especially if she's not fully wound up, to run that well and that fast first up, I would expect would take some physical toll, and I, w- I would expect her to come off second up for sure. So, yeah, yeah he- heading towards the mountain race as you as you put it, um, bet blind, nature strip, and probably Gitra as well. Uh, Libertini has returned just with a basically an equal, just off her peak, but equal to what she did two preparations ago. Last prep, she was about eight lengths inferior, so there was uh, clearly something there last prep that isn't there this prep. Um, we'll go to the Epsom Group 1 mile race. Uh, it's won by Probabil. They've gone very fast to the class, five and a half lengths fast to the 600. Uh, Rob, I will start with you. Just run us through some of the key chances here and, and what you ended up siding with, uh, which was no bet. Yeah, uh, I think I, I was just a bit... I, I sent Probabil out on top. She, she looked like she'd improved from the previous run, which we had a big play on did say after the race she probably should be favourite for the Epsom and then she paraded outstanding and then I've got you know Kieran's right in my head from the previous race and I've got <laughs> um, he's got barrier 18 there's like 20 horses walking around they barely fit in the mounting yard and uh, so yeah, my eyes are darting everywhere so by the end I'm just like ah, just no bet <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah she's yeah, she looked she looked great. I thought Fun Star paraded as best she she has. I think I made that comment. Uh, Colette seemed to improve. Uh, Rock w- was well. While Planet was in the numbers, even Glen I thought Glenel looked as best as I'd seen her. So I even mentioned her. Um, but yeah, just 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 a bit dark, and I'm not on Probabil Hill. She's 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 been my horse all prep, and you know I backed her against Fun Star. Yeah, back to first up as a two-year-old. So, yeah, I'm just a little bit dark. And, you know, that's it. It's probably the last time she can get in a handicap with that sort of way. Or will be. Mark Shane, busy race, heaps going on. What have you found in the review so far? Um, I thought Colette wasn't too bad, actually. Still uh, at a distance that uh, doesn't suit her. I thought uh, she hit the line quite well. She's probably crying out for a bit of sting out of the track and a little bit further. So I think she'll probably head to Melbourne very shortly. And... Um, We'll try and pick off some of those 2,000-metre mares races, which are worth a lot of money, those group races. So I think she's being aimed more at the Melbourne Carnival than Sydney. Um, hard to bag the winner. She sat three wide and a limb all the way, three and four wide. So uh, only one I could find to follow would be Kelly. Yep. Mark Roden, I've marked uh, probably $5.80. Haven't bet because I was terrified I was going to land three wide, no cover, and it's still one. Um, am I a nit for not backing her? Um no, not, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I priced it longer than that. I, I missed it completely because of the map. Um, mind you, the map I had and what transpired were two vastly different things. Yeah. I can see B McDougall going out <laughs> and leading by four, um, enjoying his 
He's uh, day riding in the group one. Um, <laughs> that, that, that did change it. I, I thought, and I know you did too, I thought Wild Planet was going to get yeah. be up second or third in a pretty yeah. soft place. And it, it, well, it was out of play after, you know, two furlongs. Um, yeah. Rock got a long way back. I, I liked it as well. And then Barrier One did no favours for Star of the Sea. I'm like Mark Collette was the one. It's the one I'd really circled out of the race, but it, it'll be off to Melbourne for sure. Um, they'll just find the right target for her. She's not good enough to win. Group one against open class, I don't think. Um, but there is plenty of uh, low-hanging fruit in Melbourne at this time of year, and they will find the right race for it, I'm sure. But yeah, the, the, the big, the biggest thing about the race for me was just how it was run, how how differently it was run to how I anticipated. Yep, absolutely. I think if you had Nikanova leading, you'd probably won the the meat raffle and every other lotto for the weekend, <laughs> yeah. surely. Oh. Just a point on Star of the Sea. I I, I didn't like it on, on the weekend. She didn't. She just looked like that today or never Wallace. So I think she's come to the end of it. But you know, we'll see. Yep. Okay. Uh, race eight was the Metro up over twenty four hundred. Uh, they've gone slow here, three and a half lengths slow to the six hundred. But often is the case with these staying races. It tends it tends to be completely random in terms of the early race speed. Uh, Rob, you had something on Mirage Dancer here. Just run us through how it paraded. Uh, it would have been the first time you would have seen it, potentially. Yeah, I think I think that's right. Um, I, I, you know, I know, I know this stable that they they get their horses pretty fit. Um, mm. tr- uh, they had they had a good one a couple of a couple of years ago, which was in the um, which I had a good win on um, in the brown colours. But someone else will think of think of that. But yeah, I thought I thought it was, it was well. I, th- I had um, this bloody shit out Zabrowski on top. It, it was really blooming in the coat. Um, it come on really well from its previous run. Um, so I, and I thought 50 kilos surely it's up to its right. So th- that was the main play in the race. Uh, then, then then I had Mugger two second pick, which I was risking at, at the price. Uh, then we had uh, Mirage Dance the third, uh, and you know old old boyfriend Brigham Rocks. He he was in there, um, got out to his right price, so I had spec'd him. And Tuesday's girl, which which Glenn, girl Tuesday, as uh, you know, Bossy's um, taking matters into his own hands there. I guess yeah. that's okay. Uh, she paraded like as best as I can see. Yeah, she's usually a, a real kind of sweater, but. Um, she had plenty of good condition on her, and then she didn't sweat. So I thought I had something, even though I'm sworn off Glen Boss. I just thought maybe he'd, you know, he'd be in the zone for this big day. Um, not much else here. Um, we got continued to parade well. If he can find a, a wet track um, somewhere, he could, you know, maybe that Tats Cup. If it, you know, reduce some rain in Sydney, it hasn't rained for a month, so maybe he can go well. Hush Rider looked well again. I think I think he was just just off the numbers with a, you know, kind of a, you know, wary of or hard to beat. You know, so he he looked well. He can get a bit flighty as well, but yeah, so he got something out of it. So that's the main thing. Mark Sheen, your thoughts on the Metropolitan overall? Just a messy race that mm. pulled up to walk the stages of the race. A lot of horses trap wide there, going out of the straight the first time, and they couldn't get into a position. Started pulling. I thought um, Pass of Glory was certainly the run of the race for mine. Going right back, change of tactics and uh, tacked for the lead at Newcastle most of the way, and then ridden right back. And the tempo was totally against it, and uh, had a check-in passage. So it's the one to follow out of the race for me. Mark Roden, you gave the uh, the props to Nash a little bit earlier. Uh, you, you found Mirage Dancer. Uh, just run us through your, your thoughts leading into the race with that horse. Yeah, I ended up backing it and um, Mugger 2, so the run one too, which is good. Um, the thinking with Mirage Dancer was dry track 2400 and Nash on, and, and, and the map. I mean, he, he just lobbed where the map said he would, which was good. Um, but his last run at 2400 and dry had run third in the Caulfield Cup, so 
uh, had been ticking over nicely in Melbourne as well. Eight day backup, had run the previous, you know, the Friday night of the week before. Um, they were happy to back him up. Uh, just seemed to tick quite a few boxes for me. Mega two, I thought had to be top pick. Um, but Mirage Dancer was the value in the race. That was the way I approached it. Uh, interesting that uh, Mirage Dancer, Hush Rider, Angel of Truth have all finished top four after, you know, avoiding all that trouble that Mark alluded to in the run. That it, it was a messy race and they, they missed it. And they've run um, three of the um, top four placings. Yep. And uh, we'll touch on race nine because I thought it was an interesting little case study uh, for, for punters who enjoy going through a horse's form. But this race, won by theory, they've gone 6.8 lengths slow to the 600. Um, I quite openly backed Hilo for a significant result. And I'm definitely talking through my kick here. But it is three, uh, 2.9 lengths slower than the horse has ever travelled to the 600. And uh, certainly it did seem to get detached from the rest of the field. It was probably one of those cases of riding to a speed map more than anything. But the market seemed to know throughout the day that a theory would be given one of the greatest rides, I think, on the day by Rachel King, getting the horse in the early stages from gate one off the fence. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Hilo just seemed to peak over the concluding stages. It still ran home visually very impressively, but it was two lengths inferior to what it did last start over a faster tempo over the last 200 metres. Uh, Mark Sheen, you were with Hilo or Hilo as well. Uh, what was your thoughts of the race? Uh, well, I was ripping the ticket up after about 400 metres. Um, yeah. They just jogged. I didn't get the speed that I needed. The burning crown would just take off and zoom away, but they just walked through the first 400. And uh, it was confetti after a short um, time they'd bet on Healer. But this seems to be a regular occurrence in the last of Ramwick. Uh, ice bath, Prayer Dearest is always a there's always a hard luck story in a flashing light. <laughs> Rob, run a suet, uh, the, a theory, Halo, you've, you've sort of had a few comments on both of them over the last couple of months. Yeah, look, uh, a theory I just can't catch, you know, Chopper Rescue that day, um, I've, I've backed it another time, so I sent it out on top, looked look perfect, it has been parading kind of heavy, but but running well, so I just couldn't jump in at the price. Um the Hilo, I wanted to follow you in, but it just looked a bit podgy to me. I, I just thought, um, you know, maybe next start, I think you can continue to follow him. So I, I ended up having a spec on um, Condor, <laughs> who's, who's, who's gone amiss. I, I got excited when he found the one out, one back. Um, you know, he was 900. Anyway, I won't try and justify it. He's, he's, he's retired, but um, look, I, I, you know. There's, there's not much really here. I, th I thought Handle the Truth could is going to improve off this run. He'll probably be, you know, cherry ripe for, for his mountain race in, in, a, in a couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, help me out. Um, am I just purely talking through my kick or do I have a reason to want to throw a phone out the window? Uh, which is very unlike you. That's more my go than yours, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I have no light to shed. I'm exactly the same with you. I, um, I found Hilo. And as the day uh, went on and the results being what they were, I thought, well, the market's got this wrong, hasn't it? The, the other one's drawn one, this one's drawn eight. There should be plenty of speed on. <laughs> and uh, actually, mid-arvo, mid the, the, the tightening up in the market, the money came for Harlow, I think, you know, for those factors. And then yep. late on, no, it was all one-way traffic. It was all a theory. And, yeah, what do you know? After 100 yards, the theory's two off, then three off from gate one. Yeah, incredible stuff. And... Hilo um, took no part in the race. Uh, yeah, 
no, that's um, chair through window sort of stuff, I think. Yeah. <laughs> chair. <laughs> All right, very good. Uh, horses to follow for the couple of uh, weeks going forward. We've still got a, a heep of feature races coming up in Sydney. Mark Sheen, I'll start with you. Uh, race nine, number four, Hilo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought Pass of Glory was good, but like he's going to be hard to place. He'll be in those staying group races. Um, no, um, I think we've spoken about the, the ones that have, have run well through the day, but uh, I think Hilo and the last would certainly be well, hopefully in the winner's stall very soon. Rob Scurry, horse yeah. to follow out of the yard. Yeah, well, look, Hilo for me was a bit pudgy, so I think he's going to improve uh, a bit like the, the thing that won in Melbourne uh, in the Phillies race, Thermosphere. She, she was been fat all prep and she's finally found a race, so I think she, that's going to find a race. And I think I said Mallory, um, I'd like to see that parade again. And, um, you know, obviously it's run second to the boom horse, so he might not be getting a price, but, um, yeah, I think it, it should be improving off that run. Yep. And uh, Mark Roden for yourself. Um, just on figures, I mean, it's, uh, the map's going to be critical, but uh, if Montefilia fronts up in the spring champion, I think it's a great chance of knocking off the grey horse. Um, ah. oh, sorry, sorry, Rob, sorry. <laughs> should have given a trigger warning before I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think she is. But uh, that if it's slowly run, that won't be uh, in her favour. Um, Colette, as we mentioned, uh, whatever she targets in Melbourne, I think she's worth keeping an eye on. And... Uh, I would say not going to get carried away with Libertini in the Everest. Yeah, of course, not to follow next time. Now. Okay, I like it. Uh, thank you to you all, uh, to the to Mark Sheen and Mark Roden. We'll jump on board on on Thursday. Rob, enjoy Newcastle. Thanks, mate. Uh, but we'll catch up next week.